Well, good morning, everybody. There ain't nothing like starting your day off rocking hard. And that's what that song did. That song was happy off of uh, my Red album. And I am Jimmy Bratcher, and I am glad to be here with you all. Of course, you probably already knew that that was who I was. But it is Sunday morning, and we ain't got nothing but good news. And I'm thrilled to be here with you. We are... Um, experiencing the victory, the V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, victory. And, uh, and anyway, so I got a message for you today. It's super important and, um, and just some announcements to make. But first, I'm going to take you back to like 2008. And uh, the band and I were asked to be the house band on a TV show with my friend Mark Gunger. How many of you saw that? Yeah, that's why it ain't on TV no more. Um, and so we were in Nashville in a studio there. Really nice. Just everything was great. I invited some of my friends to come in and play. So we had uh, Dave Autry playing drums, Landy Ewing playing bass, Denny Autry, Dave's dad playing piano, a rare piece there. Um, Denny's a great piano player, by the way. And then uh, my friend Smokin' Joe McGlohan playing saxophone. And we recorded this track, which is uh, one of Sherry's favorite songs. At least she tells me that all the time. I don't know. But anyway, here you go. It's called Three Chords. <laughs>
come and cure my condition. I don't need a physician. Write me out a prescription. I don't need no surgeon. Cut this aching out my heart. Just play me three chords. Somebody your blood flowing a little bit this morning. Three chords and no more live from Nashville. Well, I have, uh, I brought out this guitar this morning mainly for my sister Patsy. Um, this guitar is a family heirloom and as you can see it's a little beat up and uh, it's got a whole bunch of carvings and things on it because this guitar was carried by our dad, mine and Patsy's dad, during World War II. And I brought it out because I'm, I'm trying to find somebody, uh, a luthier, that's not super expensive to put it back together. I don't care if it plays or not. I would just want it to be back together so I can hang it on the wall as a piece of art. So if you know somebody then uh, send them my way. I already shot a video of it this morning that I'm sending out to a guy, but I would like to have this back together. Uh, it's, it's an interesting piece. My dad carried this uh, through his deployment in the Philippines. He's got his name card right here, Pete, and then somewhere on here his nickname, which was Dusty. Actually, Pete was his nickname, but but anyway, it's interesting. I hope that you all have some family heirlooms like that that you keep around to remember. And um, we live in a day and a time where uh, it's so important that we have those reference points. You know, it's like when the children of Israel came through 
the Jordan River. You know, the Lord said, okay, take 12 stones out of the middle of the river and take them over to the other side and pile them up and make a landmark that when your children say, I'll do the King James quote, what meaneth these stones? You can tell them about the deliverance that God has brought in your life. And we need some of those things in our life too that are landmarks that we set up that are there as a memorial to the victories that God has brought us through. Because, you know, the testimony that you have is so important to you overcoming. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What's the word of their testimony? The word of our testimony is all that happened to us when we believed on Jesus and his blood came and purged us and cleansed us and qualified us and justified us and made us righteous and, get, and thrust us into this relationship, gave us a new heart, gave us a heart, took out that stony heart. You know, I, I preach this many times that I don't know how God does that, but we're in, a, in less than a heartbeat, when we believe on Jesus, he reaches into our heart, grabs a hold of it. The Bible says it's stony, it's hard, it's indifferent, and he grabs that thing, jerks it out, sticks in a new heart that's pliable, it's got his laws written on it, and without missing a heartbeat, we're completely transformed back into the image that he originally created us to bear. And that's some pretty incredible stuff. Well, been a lot of stuff going on around here uh, lately, and uh, I'm just kind of reeling from the effects of it. As you all know, um, Jessica came home uh, last week ago Friday, and her and Sherry and I had an event down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Christian Life Cathedral, and the girls brought back with them a little visitor that came all the way from China. And both of them, uh, Sherry and Jessica, contracted COVID. And Sherry started feeling bad on Monday and then tested positive with a 103 degree temperature on Tuesday. And so, I mean, we, I started, you know, it's one thing, I had COVID back in December of last year and um, very mild case. Um, but it's one thing that I had it, but when my girl has it, my girls have it, it's like, uh-uh, we ain't playing with this. And you know, we just lost our friend Jim Peters, so this hit us uh, really hard. And uh, I'm going to be going into a series starting next Sunday to talk about some of, you know, and I hadn't planned on this. Uh, I have three things that I'm going to share with you all on that. I mentioned it a little bit the other night. Um, on fear, division, and uh, distraction. But when this hit Sherry and Jessica, I went into hyper mode. And, uh, and it really has been a very taxing week, not just because uh, Corona came to visit our house, but just trying to figure out what in the world I can do to help my girl. And uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about the story. Facebook might take this down, but nonetheless, 
or YouTube, either one, but this is our story. So I, um, I immediately called her doctor and got an appointment, or didn't get an appointment, but asked them what to do. And they said, well, go home, take Tylenol. We'll see you later. And, uh, and to that, I resisted and said, isn't there something else that can be done? And uh, they started the process of referring her to receive monoclonal antibodies, which is great. Uh, I then, we already had scheduled for this week uh, to do an IV treatment. There's an IV uh, place here in the area that will come out and do zinc and vitamin C, give you a vitamin D shot. I scheduled them. They came to the house on Wednesday got us, both of us all fired up on that stuff. And then I started doing research on what people were actually using to treat this. And it, with it came a flood of information that was revealing to me that about what I'm going to talk about. If you find yourself contracting COVID, um, I would just advise you to uh, do the research on your own and and do that in such a way because some of the things that are going on with the 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 intertwining of political things and our health care is not good and the outcome of those things are not good and there are some things that you need to be aware of about those things and the best defense that you have from this is your own immune system. And so I would advise you to do whatever you can, whatever you feel that you should do to build your own immune system because we know now, and you know the government's not going to talk about this, that the vaccines are not keeping people from contracting COVID. They tell us that uh, they will... Uh, if you do get the vaccines, they will help you from not having serious uh, a case of COVID, which I don't know whether that's correct or not. But the best defense that we have in all of this is our own immune system. Uh, they are telling us, Israel's telling us, that if we have been through contracted COVID, that we have uh, a more robust, is the word that the study uses, defense against it like 12 to 13 times more effective than the vaccines. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't get vaccines or should get vaccines. I'm just saying that your best defense for it is your immune system and the antibodies that your own immune system takes. If you desire to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. But we still need those things. But through this event, I'm not trying to preach about COVID at this thing. I'm just sharing our experience in the last week. But through this event, one of the things that I have, I've been overwhelmed with the information that's available. I have been overwhelmed with all of our friends who have been huge help to us. I mean, we didn't make it public until today. and um, But all of our friends that have been a huge help to us in sending us information and doing all the things that friends do and uh, But it's been, I have to say, it's been overwhelming. And the overwhelming part of, of it is just the confusion that comes from 
all of the conflicting voices that are out there in the world. And this brings me to my point today. And my point today is, and I've, I've preached this before, and I'll preach it again. You and I have to be those who clearly hear the voice of God and understand his voice and follow it. And there is so much confusion, mysticism, and super spirituality surrounding this one simple thing that it, it, we have to blow those things away. It is, you know, if you study your Bible, it, that to my knowledge, in my studies, I don't know of a place in the Bible where God spoke and someone didn't hear his voice. Now, they might have chosen not to listen or not to obey his voice, but when God speaks, we hear it. But there are all of these distractions that come from our five senses, the world that we live in, the corruption that's in the world through lust, the Bible says, and all of these things come at us in all different directions, and we have to relax and listen, not with our ears, but with our heart. And that, my friend, takes faith. That takes faith and trust. And so, you know, I was reminded as I was thinking about this this morning of a story in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. And the story is about Elijah, Elijah the prophet. And Elijah has had these tremendous victories in his ministry. He's called down fire. He's killed the prophets of Baal. He's been, you know, hounding Ahab. He's been doing, he's healed, you know, the widow, you know, all of the things, the widow's son, all of these great things that Elijah did. But all of a sudden he's hit with the voice of Jezebel. And I don't, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> one second, <coughs> and I don't want to get into the super spirituality that's surrounding the person of Jezebel and that spirit and all of these things. I, I wrote a song about it called Elijah's Road on the Electric Rail. But all of this stuff has happened, but Jezebel speaks, and it brings confusion into his life. And so he's running, and he goes, and he finds a bush, and he's under this bush <clears throat> by this brook, and he's praying that the, that the Lord would take his life. And uh, he's depressed, he's suicidal, all of these things. And yet the Lord speaks to him and says, what are you doing here? And for us, a lot of times when we get, we allow, our, you know, we have these circumstances, these external voices that drive us to fear, insecurity, uh, guilt, depression, all of these things. God will always speak to us and say, come on. You know, anxiety is found in the heart of man, but a good word makes it glad again. Depression is found in the heart of men, but a good word makes it glad again. 
Ah, Sherry bringing me some water. <clears throat> All right, you did. Okay. <laughs> she hi, goes, everybody. I can't get on camera and said hi, everybody. So, Elijah's under this bush, and the Lord has called him to the mountain. In second, in First Kings nineteen eleven, it says, and he said, "This is the Lord speaking." Go forth and stand on the mount before the Lord. I'm reading out of the King James Bible. <clears throat> and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains. Rent means tear. Tore the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind... An earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And there he was. All of this grandiose, rock-splitting, you know, mountains-tearing, fire, earthquake, all of these big things, and it came down to this still, small voice. And the point of all this is I want to instill in you confidence, and that confidence is in God's ability to speak to you and your ability to hear it. If you have any doubt about your ability to hear the voice of God, then I want to share John 10, 27. I've shared this verse so many times, and I go back to it to build my own confidence and my own faith. John 10, 27, Jesus is speaking. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's an absolute statement. There's no gray area in it. There's no... <clears throat> nothing to doubt about it. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. So if you are a believer in Jesus, you hear his voice. And it goes on to say, and I know them. So Jesus knows every situation, every circumstance, every heartbeat, every moment, everything that's coming at us. And they follow me. Now that about sums up the reality of everything that we have in God. That we are on this journey with the Lord. And it doesn't happen as a trip does, you know. Well, it, it does happen as a trip does. It's a journey. But it's not something where we're going to go from we're going to, you know, we have this goal in mind and it's big and it's grandiose, but life happens not hour by hour, day by day. Life happens moment by moment, breath by breath. And a lot of times we're looking for the end of the story instead of looking for the next step. And in every situation that we face in life, there is the question, whatever the question is, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Am I, 
in the right place? Am I not in the right place? Should I quit my job and ch get something else? Should I, you know, do some, you know, whatever the questions are that come. But in all of the thunder, lightning, earthquakes, mountain tearings, all of those things, we dig through all of that. And in our heart, there is this still small voice. And our jobs as our job as believers is to hear that voice and to respond to it in faith. And that's where we have to go through the process of becoming a disciple, a follower of Jesus. You know, the disciples were those that Jesus chose to be with him. Discipleship is not a Bible study. I'm all for Bible studies about discipleship, but discipleship is not a Bible study. Discipleship is being with Jesus. And how does that happen? Well, for us, it happens in our heart. And it happens by us listening, experiencing, going through things, knowing and understanding the reality of what's happening in our heart. That awareness by itself completely revolutionized my life. I stopped looking for God out here and started finding God in my heart. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone opens, I am my father will come and abide with him. Jesus is at the door. You ever seen that painting of Jesus standing at the door? It's interesting because if you look at it, at least the ones that I've seen, there's no handle on the outside of the door. The door has to be opened from the inside and we have to open and be aware of what's going on in our heart. Because when we come to Jesus and we're born again, like I mentioned earlier, we get this new heart. We are transformed. This heart has a different operating system on it, for you computer nerds like me, a different operating system on it than our old heart. It has his laws, his voice written on our heart. And now instead of our hearts, or instead of us being dead, we're alive. What are we alive to? We are alive to God through the sacrifice, the victories, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we can hear our vo his voice. We can hear his voice over all of the confusion, all of the chaos, all of the dissension, all of the other voices that are speaking. It's so important that like Elijah, we go to a place and there we wait for his still small voice. And I think one of the things uh, Sherry and I have been doing is we have been trying to eliminate a lot of the distractions from our lives. Mainly, we've shut off the television to the news programs, which we all know are mainly making up uh, slanted uh, political commentary for the side that they favor. And, and we have been setting ourselves apart to hear his voice. So I wanted to share this with you this morning to instill confidence in you. 
God is the God first revelation of the scripture. One of the first, God is speaking. And when God speaks, stuff happens. Things are created. You are changed. Your circumstance becomes clear. And I wanted to instill in you that confidence. God is speaking and we are hearing it. Period. And drive that unbelief out that says, I don't know how to hear God. Well, maybe you're just not listening and you should listen. Now, I know at times it's confusing. There's a lot of conflict. There's fear. There's doubt. There's unbelief. There's all of those things. But set all those things aside and listen to that still small voice in your heart and be still and know that he is God. So I wanted to share that with you this morning. I so appreciate you being here. I so appreciate the fact that you take the time out of out of your day to come and to be with us. And so anyway, that is what I know. Diane Hamilton said discipleship is being with Jesus in our heart. And the answer to that is absolutely. That is the the case. Sherry Ratcher said, John 10, 27, build confidence that we can hear the Lord. Lynn Buckle, our, fl- our friend down in Arizona that um, we love. Diane Hamilton said, I'm so glad you're talking about this. Well, I've been threatened, and I mentioned it once before that I was going to talk about our Corona experience and uh, what it's been for us. We have lost many friends um, uh, through this event. And um, there's just a lot of stuff out there that you can do to help build yourself up to fight against these things. And uh, <clears throat> and a lot of help that um, that is available to you. So if you need help with that, can send me an email. I'll send you what I have found. So anyway, let's pray. Father, thank you that we can be together like this uh, from all over the world. And Lord, that your presence is here with us. It's in us. You're not obscure, aloof, off somewhere that's untouchable. But Lord, you come to devote, to abide, and to dwell in our hearts and to stay there. And you're not leaving. And so, Lord, we look to that voice in our heart to guide us, to lead us, and to help us to journey and to follow you as disciples. Lord, help us on this path. Help us to throw off every sin, every weight in the sin that would distract us. Lord, help us to follow you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all, and I will be here Wednesday and uh, sharing what I think is good news. God bless y'all.